What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another movie review. I'm Chase Lee, reviewing for DallasMovieScreenings.com, and the movie I'm going to take a look at right now is The Current War Director's Cut. Now, this one comes from 101 Studios. It is directed by Alfonso Gomez Rajon, and this one tells the story of Thomas Edison and George Westinghouse in the late 1800s as they are fighting against one another to see who could have the best electricity to power the modern world. Fastest, cheapest, whatever. It was cutthroat at the time, and that is what they did. And we also have Nikola Tesla kind of thrown into this bunch as well, just, you know, in the background, but he is there. And so going into this movie, uh, a couple things that you guys should know. One, you're probably thinking to yourself, what director's cut? What about the original cut? The the theatrical cut, the even the an editor's cut, producer's cut, whatever. What happened to the previous cut of this film? So just short, uh, short and simple that this movie used to be under the Weinstein Company, and we all know what happened with that after Harvey Weinstein was outed as the piece of garbage that he is. Uh, this film was under that um, uh, distribution company, and so I think what happened is they had to just kind of sell off their stuff or find other buyers for their properties. And I think 101 Studios came across it. They bought it. But I think just because of contract stuff that the Weinstein Company is still under with certain projects, I don't think they could actually distribute the cut that they had under their umbrella. So I think 101 Studios you know, got the rights to distribute their cut. So that means they had to alter it in some way, shape, or form, whether it be adding scenes, deleted scenes, and then slapping it with director's cut because they can't call it the current war because of contract... Like I said, I'm no businessman, and I don't know the ins and outs and 100% detail of uh, what went on between them two, but uh, that is the gist of it. Under the Weinstein Company, now it's under them, and they had to change it up, and so it's called Director's Cut. So um, so with that being said, uh, let's move on to the, the trailer that dropped for this movie, which it dropped like a long time ago. I thought it looked like it could be a decent biopic about, uh, you know... Um, capitalism at its finest and so um yeah i you know and i love uh, real life history stories sometimes you know uh, you gotta play around with it and fictionalize some things uh, to make it entertaining but you know as long as you have like the core you know history in there and like people and you know stuff that is accurate then i'm, I'm, I'm cool with that so um so i thought the trailer it looked like it had promise so i saw the movie and it's fine i mean it's one of those things to where when i walked away i was like there's some decent things about it there's some bad things about it it's not the worst thing i've seen it's not a good movie it's just kind of like it's in the middle which arguably could be you know even more offensive than just being good or bad because you're kind of just neutral on it and you don't want that reaction when you're walking out of a movie so let me start with some of the positives and then we can kind of like devolve into uh, some of the things I found really problematic with this movie. So the performances as a whole, I think, are serviceable. There's not, like, moments where I was like, oh, my God, that was, like, that, ooh, ward consideration. Oh, praise, praise, praise. It was just, they were serviceable for the story. Everyone did their part. Um, I think the funniest thing is that, you know, Tom Holland and Benedict Cumberbatch uh, have... English accents, <laughs> so it's it's kind of floating in and out uh, in their scenes, respectively. It doesn't really um, um, 
adding any effect on my grade for the movie. It's just really funny to point out when uh, actors or actresses have accents and they try to hide it, but it, it pokes through a lot and stuff. Uh, Nicole Kidman has the same problem. So um, it, it's just something I noticed. I actually think the best performance out of the four, because you're dealing with Benedict Cumberbatch as Thomas Edison. You're dealing with Michael Shannon as George Westinghouse. Uh, Tom Holland plays um, Thomas Edison's secretary, Insul. Uh, and Nicholas Holt plays uh, Tesla. Benedict Cumberbatch is actually the best part. Now, throughout the entire movie, everyone I felt like was just kind of coasting on their performances. Nicholas Holt almost had it to where I was like, that was something special, but it just ultimately kind of fell apart towards the end. But Benedict Cumberbatch, to me, had the more range in his character and range in his performance and so you know at the beginning of the movie he's very he's very cocky he's like i've got this thing i'm gonna push it forward and him and westinghouse are having the the battle that they're having and then stuff happens with his family like his wife and you know stuff around him starts crumbling because he starts to get desperate you know uh with his electricity proposal and everything. So desperation with loss of a family member, there's a lot riding on this guy's shoulders and he, he breaks down at certain points and he, you know, he, he feels frazzled and he, he's really emotional. And like, you can see that in his eyes. And I think Benedict Cumberbatch does a great job portraying whatever little is there of his character. He does a slightly better than decent job in some areas in the movie to where I can go comfortably he is the best out of the four. So, uh, and then a couple other things before I get into the, some of the negatives. The production design is great. When you're dealing anything with anything, you know, uh, I'd say even 1950s and before, it's really hard to kind of nail the um, aesthetic, whether it be the clothes or um, the 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 sets, the houses, the the cars, just or not cars. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, transportation methods, uh, lighting techniques with, um, you know, sunlight, candlelight, and even up until this point in, in the movie, you know, electricity and light bulbs and stuff. It's just, I thought all that was nice and it, it accompanied the time frame that, uh, it, it was in. So, um, and I don't know why I said cars guys, it's late. Uh, excuse me. So, um, so that kind of ends, uh, my run with the positives. So here are the negatives. This movie has no visual language. The cinematography is all over the place. I would say like 20% of the time, they're nice shots. They convey what you need to convey and they get the job done. 80% of the time, it's random. I don't know who chose these shot selections whether it be the DP, the DP and the director, the director, like who went rogue and shot this thing? We have so many shot selections in this movie. It was kind of hard to keep up with. We have fisheye lens. We have a uh, bird's eye view. We have surveillance view. We have weird whips with the camera that happens so fast. We have Dutch angles. We have slightly canted angles. We have characters shoved to the bottom of the screen and canted. We have characters shoved to the side of the screen, um, which is supposed to convey like them, um, you know, the story is kind of pushing in on them. If they're claustrophobic, they feel pressured. 
there's stuff that you can convey on a visual level with your characters in your story. But I swear to you, like in one scene, there was like seven or eight shots within like two minutes. I'm like, why? And they were all different. It, it, it does nothing to your movie to enhance it. It just makes it look confusing and like you have no visual pulse on your narrative. It's just, let's just make it abstract and random. That's not what you're supposed to do. Um, it almost kind of reminded me of Mr. Robot, how in that show, like they do abstract cinematography. It is weird and offbeat, but it works with the character. It works with the kind of like pseudo reality that it's in. This is supposed to be a grounded late 1800s based on real life people. And you're filming this thing as if like there were some days where your tripod was broken. I mean, like, how do you explain that? So, I'd say like 20% of the time, it, it got better as the movie went on for sure with more stability in the shots and more consistency. But woof, within that first hour, it's like just random as hell. And you're like, what is happening? Like, who who chose this selection of shots? It doesn't make any sense. And it's just really random. Um... And then the other negative that I found to be kind of problematic is that when this movie starts, it gets going. It stops uh, at nothing. It just goes at 120 miles per hour and it does not let up to breathe one moment. Slightly in the first act, considering what happened, slightly kind of eases up a little bit. But it just goes and goes and goes. And the problem is it it turns into some rushed scenes. Someone can make the argument that, oh, this is a movie about two people in the electricity race. It's supposed to be kind of like energetic. And it's just like people backstabbing each other, going back and forth, trying to one up on their inventions and and everything. I get that. And you could make an argument to make it as as kind of fast-paced as it is. But, I mean, when this movie kind of jumps in at the very start of the film, you're like, okay, I can get behind this setup. It's quick. It's getting straight to the point. But when it's transitioning to scenes, and, like, in one in one part we have Thomas Edison, he, he does something. And then it cuts to Westinghouse. He's like, uh, some butler comes in like, sir, uh, Edison's been doing this. So what should we do? Uh, I don't know. And then the next scene, Edison's talking about something. Reporters are around him going, Westinghouse has created this this whole entire thing. What seems like overnight, like, how do you respond to this? And it's like, what? what? When did that happen? What was the uh, uh, progression in what they just said? It was just like, bam, 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 bam. And then like, it's so this movie doesn't allow time to breathe and kind of process what's happening with the characters, the plot beat. It's just, it's just kind of going. It's almost as if the movie wants to get done with itself as far fast as it can um which is ironic because there's like which it there's it seems like there's like three or four different times the movie could have ended and it just keeps on going so a little little ironic what i just said but it, it does feel like that it feels like it's just trying to get done with itself as fast as possible and you're like this movie is an hour and 40 minutes an argument could be made you could made this movie longer probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more you know just allow the actors actually like get into their roles a little bit, you know? So I don't know. I just found that to be kind of problematic. Uh, so that the cinematography is just, 
I guess both of them were just kind of all over the place. But funny enough, even with uh, its confusion and its visual language and kind of its rushed story, I still found it to be overall decent. If they would have just kind of fixed some of those issues, it could have been like a C plus, kind of B minus, maybe even a B movie. But uh, everything just kind of cancels each other out a little bit. But I would just dip it below slightly because uh, whew, um, the cinematography and the uh, the editing were uh, a little bad sometimes. So, excuse me, I'm gonna give the the direct or <laughs> the current war director's cut a uh, C minus. So uh, that is where I'm gonna give it. Uh, so let me know down below what you thought of the movie or have you even heard of it? Um, I didn't really hear about it until I few months ago and then i kind of forgot about it and here we are so uh if you did see it let me know what you thought about it, thought about it down below but oh, guys it is getting late down below and uh let me know if like i'm wrong in certain areas if you liked it way more than me or even hated it let me know your detailed thoughts i like to hear everyone's perspective so that will do it for this review guys i'm chase lee and tune in next time for whatever i review next i will see you guys later Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.